Welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. I'm here again with Corey Noble, my good friend and very wise person. So I'm so excited for us to have this chat today. And what we decided to talk about is being bold and what that really looks like. Because I think that in times like we've been in where it's been a lot of conflict, a lot of uncertainty, that it's really easy for us to all kind of pull in and really just take a step back and and hibernate a little bit because of all of the uncertainties. So what we want to discuss is why it's so important for us to be bold and what the benefits of being bold are. And especially as somebody who's building something as an entrepreneur, we really have to be bold. And if you want to be successful. And so we are going to just kind of open this up. And I love to just kind of ask Corey questions. And then she just kind of shares her thoughts. And then I pipe in here. The first question I have is, why do you think that entrepreneurs need to be bold? Yeah, like you said, it's mandatory. The The hardest thing about having a business, it doesn't matter what your business is, is getting customers. Everyone has lots of great ideas and you're going to go into business. It's always fun in the idea phase. But the reality is without customers, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. If you're not making a profit at the end of every day. And that's, you know, hard to, hard to hear that, but it's true. And the only way for you to get customers is to stick your neck out. And tell people about your business and network with people, friends. I mean, you, you can run ads, you can run advertisements, you can do all kinds of things, but all of that is still going to take you getting out there. I mean, you're going to have to create those things. You're going to have to pay for those things. You know, word of mouth is awesome. In order to get word of mouth business, you're going to have to talk to people about what you're doing. Unfortunately, even if you're an introvert or you're shy, you're going to have to get over that and realize that people do need your services, but if they don't know about it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. One of my favorite quotes is, if opportunity doesn't knock, then build a door. Yes. And it takes boldness to build doors sometimes. And I agree with you that no matter what you decide, like whatever, whatever method you decide to use to create leads, whatever method that is, it is going to take work. And that is something that I'm constantly reminding myself is that you have big dreams and the prize is big, like you want to make six figures, you want to have a lifestyle that is on your terms and and these big and bold audacious dreams, then the price of that is going to be more than just somebody who's out there and has decided just to work a job and have that security. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that security and everything that we create comes from us. It really is always going to take a sacrifice and a price, whether that be time, money, energy. And so that is something that we are going to have to recognize. I think sometimes that we think just because we have a great product or a great idea that everything is just going to come together. And that's not really true. We really do have to get out there and it's like hanging your open sign out for people and letting them see the door that you have to walk through. Something that came to mind when you were talking is you've got to put the time in, like you said, it's going to cost you time. I read somewhere a long time ago, you know, you can't expect full-time money if you're putting in part-time effort. And that is so true because I think we all want to work a little bit, but, and we want to reap the benefits of like the six figure income, but people who are making that kind of money or, and more than that are putting in the time and energy and they are being bold. 
Yeah. And it kind of shifts too, because I think at first we have to build a foundation, right? What people don't recognize is it's that in that foundation phase and you have to be consistent and persistent long enough to build that foundation. We were kind of chatting before we started recording a little bit about once you keep putting yourself out there, then people start to trust you. And then once they start to trust you, then they actually help you by referring you and things like that. But it doesn't happen until you are out there paving the way for some time mistake that I made is inconsistency, not being consistent. Therefore, whatever momentum that I began, I'd kind of pull back from work. And then, oh, then everything would just be going to nothing. And there'd be nothing going on. And then I have to start again. And so I think that it's really working hard enough and long enough to lay that foundation. And then once you get to a certain part of your business, when it gets so big, where you've exposed yourself to enough people, then it really will start to take on a life of its own and it will start to grow. And then you get to kind of shift in the things that you're doing. And so maybe you're not going to be doing all that same foundational work, or you have an employee that's helping you work that you used to do. You're still putting in time and effort, but it looks different. But I do think that's one of the major problems that I've done wrong, not being consistent long enough. Yeah, I think that's, that's something we all struggle with because it's, you know, you're riding the wave of your emotions too, and you're excited and then you're not excited and you're excited and you're not excited. And you tend to, when you're, when you're young in business, you tend to react to every little thing. But as you get more mature in your business, you realize you don't get as excited at every little thing. And you also don't give up as easily. So you, you learn to be a little bit more steady. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The next question that I want to pose to you is what does being bold look like? When we talk about being bold, what is that? What are some things that you would be doing when you're being bold? Being uncomfortable. Every time I hear that little voice go, I don't want to do that. That's when I do it. You have, all of us have fantastic ideas. You have great ideas. That's not a coincidence. It's truly a good idea, but you talk yourself out of pretty much all your good ideas. Right. Oh, if it scares me a little and I get that icky feeling, that means I need to do it. <laughs> I know, know and kind of like, oh crap. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to. And but honestly, it's it's not that serious. It's really not your your the fear that you have is so ridiculous because then once you do it, it's not that big of a deal. The anxiety you feel over doing something is never, it's never as bad doing the actual act of it. And then that's where the reward lies. People have so much more admiration for you when you are doing those things you're scared of. And you know what, if they don't, who cares? If there's people out there that are critical of you, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't at all. And what I've really taught and what I know, and I tell this to my kids all the time too, but normally if somebody is feeling any negative towards you, it's not about you at all. It's about Mm -hmm. them and something that you're, you are just pricking something inside of them that still needs to be healed or they're frustrated with themselves. And so you know, we just have to remember that, that it's never about us. It's always about them. We're all on our own journey, but I just love the quote that says that the cave that you fear to enter or that you won't enter is the one that holds the treasure. And yeah, I, I've definitely done things that I didn't want to do. And there's some times that you have to kind of discern whether is this something that isn't a good fit for me that I'm never going to like it? Or is it just Mm -hmm. something that I need to get more comfortable with and everything in the beginning feels awkward and uncomfortable 
you know, right. and so sometimes it's hard. You have to do it long enough to kind of make that wise decision and to give yourself. So you almost have to commit. I like to teach people to commit to doing something for 90 days and give themselves 90 days on that trajectory and just really get good at it and and then kind of decide whether that's something you want to keep or something you want to set down and pick up something right. else. You do get better at stuff. You get you improve that first couple of times is just like, it's murder. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, so much preparation, so much nerves. You might mess up or whatever, but you do get better. I mean, you can't help but get better. If you're truly, you know, if you're really doing something regularly, you get better. Yeah, we all, we can build a skill in anything. And so Mm -hmm. comfort is always going to be there in the beginning. And then once we become better at it, we get more confidence with it. We do it, we build a skill, then it's going to feel better. And so, you know, we've talked before about, we want to try to stay in our power zones as much as possible, but there as an entrepreneur, many times you have to do things yourself. Everything is coming up to you. You have to put on all the grounds. And so we just have to be willing to do that and remembering and looking forward to, this is not going to be this forever. The goal is to keep on keeping on until we can you know, hire some help or sh- make a shift and things. And so I, I always have to remind myself, like, this is just a season. It's a season of sowing and doing the hard work of mm-hmm. getting that soil fertile. Planting seeds yeah. is what I call it. Like, how many seeds did you plant today? Because I've learned, and, and a lot of people already know this, but I've learned that, you know, those seeds don't really harvest. You know, some of those don't come to harvest till much further down the road and it's shocking because somebody will call you and they'll go oh yeah I remember that marketing piece you did and you're like four years ago you know but honestly all those little things that you do that you think are not making an impact they are making an impact yeah the fruits of all the seeds that you've planted they do come they do come around it's true and it's only when you're not showing up that there's, mm-hmm. if you do nothing, nothing happens. I used to always laugh at when people would say that because it was like, it's such an obvious thing. But <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you expect to happen? Because you right. haven't done anything. right? But we really do have an expectation of like, it's just not happening for me. And right. then it's like, but what did I really, really do? That's why I really love trackers and mm-hmm. being really honest with myself, like a weekly check-in so that you can really say, what did I actually do to move my business? Right. Forward? I have a weekly goal, weekly goals on the side of my um, whiteboard in my office because I need that in my face of how many thank you notes are you going to send out a week? How many, you know, and it's just simple. I kept it small, but I'm just trying to be consistent. And I have been consistent because consistent little things done consistently is what pays off. Oh yeah. Not the big stuff you do, not the 10 hour day you spent working it's those little things at the end of the week. I want to know where I stand. Did I do those things more often than not? I do things in addition to that, but that is like my baseline measuring tool of my personal actions of being consistent. Yeah. Breaking Mm -hmm. down those goals into daily actions is always so good. So can you think of anything else? Did you have anything? I have several things here, but I want to hear from you of anything else that you felt like, what does boldness look like? What is it? Being aggressive. I recently heard that Marty Hampton spoke. She's well-known agent in the Raleigh area. She said she had to be more aggressive than her personality. 
And that was my takeaway from that meeting. And it had such an impact on me because I don't feel like an aggressive person. I mean, I'm definitely an extrovert, but I also don't consider myself that much of a salesperson. So to stick my neck out more and I have to be more aggressive than what comes naturally to me. That really resonated with me because it was like, oh yeah, if you want to make money (laughs) and you want people to know who you are, you have to be a little aggressive. And there's always reward there when you take those risks and you are bold, there is reward there. There is a lot of reward. All the times that that have been most rewarding in my life is when I've taken the biggest risks. Totally. There's another word, a couple (laughs) other words that I really like instead of aggressive, because Mm -hmm. we all associate that with rudeness is assertiveness Mm -hmm. and audacious. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is definitely things that we have to be. Many times we feel like because we're really good at what we do, that it's almost as if people should then be coming to us. Right. Oh, you guys don't know who I am? Like, (laughs) no, they don't. They do not know who you are. (laughs) You know, you're good good and you know what you offer when you're doing your thing. But we definitely have to be sometimes audacious. And that is a lesson that I've learned here lately because, you know, I'd gotten back into a network marketing company after not being in one and just supporting people in it. And it was like a new world. And I had to recognize and remind myself of the reason why I didn't want back in isn't because I don't absolutely believe in the industry because I do. It is a great way to make money, but it was because of what it takes. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be audacious the way that you have to be where you know, where you go out and you have to knock on doors, basically, Mm -hmm. per se, you know, not right, but figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I've really been working hard at building systems that are going to bring leads to me because that feels way more comfortable. But there are times that you have to do an ask, make an offer, take that Mm -hmm. risk and ask that person or create a conversation. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely takes being audacious and taking those opportunities because how many times have we been presented with opportunities that we didn't act on because we just weren't prepared because we were afraid we were intimidated. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you a story of when my last company that I was with my biggest leg that she was so successful. She actually came to me because she was representing a different company and I was audacious enough to like hand her the, the information of getting started with our company. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, I think you're amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would love for you to come and train my salespeople and mm-hmm. what you do, you know, just in case you ever see somebody that might be looking and wouldn't want your, what you have to offer. Maybe they would want this. I would love to collaborate. Right. And I gave her that. And, you know, she ended up joining me and doing very well. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very audacious thing for me to do because she already had a company and she was doing great. Mm-hmm. Right. And had you not done that, you just would have missed out. And, it's, and you have no one to blame but yourself. You know, when someone else reaps benefits that you don't, it's like, well, they probably were willing to talk to that person or give them their business card or have a conversation with that person. And I wasn't, I was quiet sitting down in the back of the room where I was having lunch with my friends instead of networking around the room and meeting new people. So a lot of people say that the people that are successful are the ones that are willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. Yeah. And you know, that's a perfect um, definition of my cleaning business success because I was willing to work harder than anybody else was. Most people didn't want to do what I was doing it became big and and I'm still reaping the benefits of that hard work in those early years, but it was something that was working for me 
and I saw the benefit of it. And it dawned on me when I was doing, actually doing the physical work of it, that most people weren't willing to do this. And the money was just sitting there for somebody to snatch it up. It's the same with everything. People don't really want to do any labor jobs. You know, why wouldn't you? But there's a lot of things that people think they're kind of above it. And when you have that attitude, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. That. Yeah, I think you learn so much of doing things that you don't want to do and kind of surrendering to the process. We may have talked about this before. I'm not sure. I, I know I've told the story before, but basically when I was in boot camp and you were also in boot camp, so you mm-hmm. can resonate with this. And I was in intensive training because I had done something wrong and I got sent mm-hmm. to intensive training for like the third time. And <laughs> I <laughs> a slow learner. <laughs> yeah, I just very rebellious. And um And so I was just crying because it Mm -hmm. hurt so bad. And I did not want to continue to exercise and do what, I mean, slipping in your sweat, just like exhausted Mm -hmm. and I'm crying and crying. And then I kind of had this talk with myself where I realized that my resistance wasn't, was just making it hard on me. Just not benefiting you. Yeah. No, not at all. And so I kind of had to say, okay, are you going to quit? Are you going to get through this? And you're going to, you're right. going to do this to the end. And at that moment I was like, I'm not quitting. So then it right. was like, in that moment, it was like this, something just came over me and I just released the resistance to the process. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just was like, whatever I have to go through mm-hmm. to get to the end and, and to do this because I'm not quitting. I'm, I'm up for it. You and made a decision. I, yes. You made the decision. And I read that before and I thought, Oh my gosh, the beginning of change is a decision. Mm-hmm. It really is that, and that's it. Cause once you decide you're yeah. like, you leave all that conflict behind and that self torture and that resistance. Yeah. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. hit it to the process mm-hmm. and what it right. takes and you're not judging it so much. And so mm-hmm. that was a huge learning lesson for me in that labor it is mm-hmm. basically how that ties into that is like, mm-hmm. that was labor that I didn't want to do, but I learned so much about myself in that process and going through basic that. training will do that to you right. <laughs> push and, it to and, the edge oh <laughs> mentally God, yes. and physically yeah. I think everyone should go through it because it everybody really should yeah I think that there's definitely something to be said in that getting your hands dirty getting in there doing the labor and you know so many people that start big businesses the business that I'm now representing she did a post about how all these big businesses that started in their garage and that it started with them hands on the deck, like doing what they needed to do in the business to grow it. And I think that it's a beautiful thing for us to be willing to go in and get deep and get our hands dirty mm-hmm. and to really invest. So right. Right. I think that that, and it's very bold to do that because it's so much easier to just try to step in once things are kind of established or, you know, to skip over processes, but there's mm-hmm. so much. Well, you just want everything to be easy and fall into place. And it, it's not like that. It's nothing like that at all. No. And that's why, you know, if we really told people what it really truly takes to be an entrepreneur and be successful, nobody would ever want to do it. Right. Well, yeah, yeah I'm always thankful that I didn't really know what it took to be a realtor because I, I would have been too scared to do it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything. So yeah. that really served me while that ignorance served me very well because you know, you're just blind coming into the situation and that's, it's supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to know everything because if you do, you, it just would shut you down, you know? Yeah, definitely. But again, 
even though there is a price to pay that maybe if we had known on the front end what the true price was, we wouldn't have wanted to pay it. There is such a prize from that price. Yeah. The greater the price, the greater the prize. And so that is what we want to focus on, right? Is the right. prize. There is a huge prize in it. Such as taking the day off when and not having to ask anybody. <laughs> you know, yes. things like that. Like there's a lot of freedom. There's a ton of responsibility working for yourself, but there's a ton of freedom. Yes. And that is when you get to a disciplined place where you work and you grind and you work and you grind and then you say, hmm, I think I need a day, you know, and that to me is the most important thing yes. is having those choices. Yeah. What keeps me going is to work on what I want from where I want, when I want like that. Yes. From done. your chair or from your yeah. patio or at the beach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah or go visit a friend and work from there. It's just mm -hmm. wonderful. And I think that the laptop lifestyle and everything Absolutely. we have access to online mm -hmm. now, especially now with COVID and things have really shifted and more online. And so I love mm -hmm. that so much. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I had wrote down in my notes about being bold is that people who are bold are willing to go first. Yes. Because, That's so true. You know, so many people are willing to go after somebody else mm -hmm. is gone. And mm -hmm. so it's those leaders that are willing to go first and in faith, not really know, like you don't necessarily have evidence. So maybe it's that you're going first in your family. Maybe it's that you're going first in an industry, but, or you're doing it differently. And I think that so many times our brains want to have evidence that what you're doing is for sure going to work. Like it's a solid, mm -hmm. it's, it's done. Somebody else has already done it. I can see the path. Right. Whereas I believe that we're all created as such individuals that God really calls us to have faith. And yeah, I was about to say, it's all faith-based. I mean, working for yourself is definitely faith-based because yes. when you don't see a way there will be, there is a way that is not apparent to you and it's not revealed to you <laughs> right away, you know, and that's faith is going, doing your best and going, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but I know it'll work out. Not sure how, usually in a way that you didn't expect it to. Right. You know, yeah. but that's the beauty of it is that evolving, that evolution of um, <laughs> the evolution of, of it all to me is, is the most exciting part of it. That's the part I love. Yeah. I, I love that too. That's such a good point about how, you're called to sow seeds, but you're not the one that grows them. God grows them. So you're not in control of where that harvest comes from. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you have been given particular giftings. You have been given a calling and a dream and a vision for where it is that you're going and you're stepping out on faith and you're taking actions that should align with whatever that end goal vision is. Mm -hmm. um, but you really have no control over where that crop is going to come up. And right. like you said, it is so true. So often it is not at all where you'd maybe thought that it was going to happen or where you were sowing, but it's just the way the law works of sowing and reaping that if you sow, you will reap mm -hmm. and you just may not know where or how that's going right. to happen. And it's really such a surprise. Yeah. It's always right. like a oh, surprise. I would say everything can change with one phone call. Yes. One phone and call. Yeah. And the thing is that whatever you're doing to sow, it's preparing you to be the steward of whatever that harvest is. Mm -hmm. and, and so we have to, again, trust that process and trust that 
what you're doing now. I heard a really impactful sermon from Michael Todd of Transformation Church, and it was a it was called Marked, and it was about King David. And it talked about how interesting it was that most of us feel like we're constantly going to have to work hard to strategize to make sure that we are where we need to be and we're always changing plans because we think oh it's it's a better you know opportunity over there so i'm gonna go do this or i'm gonna go do this instead of just staying steady and he made the point about how that king david every single time he shows up in the stories it's he was called he was sent for and so but the the big point of that is that whatever he was doing he was being faithful to that. And he had been being prepared unknowingly for that next thing that he was going to be sent for. And that just was so powerful to me because I am definitely like an opportunist or a strategist. Yeah. Where am I always looking for the next best idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like where are the odds in my favor? Well, it's the whole grass is always greener thing. You know, we're always looking to basically new grass, new sod, new seed, whatever. (laughs) And then, you know, really you just need to water your grass. You just, you know, keep watering your grass. It's not that complicated, but it's boring. It gets boring. So you're like, Oh, this grass, this is my grass. This is what I wanted. Here I am. And you're just not seeing, you know, and you, and you, you get a little idea and you're like, Oh, Ooh, that's a great idea. Ooh. And then you spend two hours developing that idea. And then you're like, Oh man, I need to get focused, get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. That's a struggle for me. I have to constantly rein myself in. Well, so, I mean, I think that we can confidently say then that part of being bold is being bold enough to say no to the next big idea right now. Or that's hard too. Yeah. That's just as hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that it does take boldness to say no to something when you think there might be an opportunity there. And so, and having faith and staying and sticking to your process of what you've already got going, because wouldn't you know that the enemy's greatest thing is distraction. And so of course, if you're making good progress, then the best way to get you off track is distract you with something else that's shiny and amazing. Mm -hmm. And so having the boldness to say no to things and, and not just jump off what you've been doing to pursue other things. I think that's so important that you just brought that into the conversation because we so often think about being bold as taking action, taking action, taking action, which is very, very important, but also setting boundaries, setting boundaries and keeping focused on what you're doing. And it's hard to say no, because it's just not, it's just not natural. I think for us as women, it's definitely, we're used to going, oh yeah, we're pleasers. You know, we're more so like, keep everybody happy. Um, Smile, smile, you know, of course I'll help you. And then you're like, what did I do? So being bold enough to tell someone, no, I'm really sorry. Um, You know, I have to stay focused on what I'm doing. I've had to do that a couple of times and it is hard. And that person feels rejected. It's hard to phrase it in a way that that person doesn't feel rejected. But you honestly, you can't do everything and do it well. So you have to choose like, these are my money vehicles. These are my streams of income. And I need to spend my time here. It's okay to help people. I'm not saying don't help people. I'm just, you get offered a job that's not part of your stream of income. You probably don't need to be doing that job. Right. But it's tempting in the moment. It might meet a a need right then and there. And we right. tend to not be patient, but that just makes me recognize and realize this is a huge lesson I've been learning as I've been studying success. And I've myself been just like, what is happening? Why can't I seem to get to where I want to go? Like I'm always in this 
process that and mm-hmm. besides getting distracted, definitely that happens. But mm-hmm. the big thing that I've learned over and over is lack of self-discipline, lack of self-discipline. And that is like money when it comes to not spending money and being savvy with your money. It comes from weight loss and physical goals like that of eating healthy and prospering in your health. And, and then of course in business and building something great, you just have to have self-discipline. I always say, I'm really, I'm really good with money when I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I just stay home, I'm great. Yeah. Because if you don't have much to spend, you're really disciplined. It's amazing how disciplined you can be, but when you get money, that's where the challenge comes in. Discipline is who it's, it's everything. Exercise, sleep, work, money is everything. Yeah. And so this was kind of like a cruel joke to me in that I'm like, Lord, you made me to be this free spirit, this person Mm -hmm. who's willing to like boldly go out and conquer new things and new horizons. And then you gave me this (laughs) inability to be disciplined. And, And it was like, this is not fair. I, I mean, I feel like that person that's just Mr. Routine Machine that never really turns his head to the right or the left, they just stay to the path. Like, that is not fair because I am struggling right. over here. And, and so I really, really had to recognize is to stop only trusting myself and making it all about me and what I can do and on my own strength and really mm-hmm. turning and releasing to God that I need to trust you and where you're taking me, what you're doing in me matters and having the faith to stay to that task and that it's going to still all work out. And so it's just been such a lesson for me in trusting God Mm -hmm. because I was trying to discipline myself and it was not working. Mm -hmm. And So just trying to be obedient. And I was reading in Deuteronomy 28. So I've just been on like the spiritual journey lately and Deuteronomy 28, it starts out and it talks about, obeying God. And I would never have liked that word obey ever. Right. Um, no, because it, it, we want to rebel against it. Oh yeah. So you're an entrepreneur. You're basically a teenager. You yeah. don't want to follow rules. <laughs> exactly. No rules. So yeah. I really have always struggled with that. But what's really cool is it's a very simple, like obey God's ways. And then it goes on forever about all the blessings that you get from that. So it's like, you can do all the things right and then you could do just one tiny little thing wrong that's getting you off track. And mm-hmm. so we have to dial it in. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's definitely been the obedience of staying to the task and being patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obedience is hard. It's hard for all of us. We, we trick ourselves into thinking, this is fine. This, is, this little thing is, this is okay. You know, we, we tell ourselves little lies. We trick okay. ourselves. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, discipline is hard. It's, that's one of the things I had to learn first when I was new in business was that this took a lot of discipline to be on task when no one, there's no one watching over me or there's no repercussion if I'm not disciplined, Mm -hmm. you know, now I'm really disciplined. I'm too disciplined. Sometimes I need to take a break. I need to get more disciplined with taking my breaks because I overwork myself Mm -hmm. and then I get overwhelmed and I have to tap out and, you know, Good point the discipline and obedience of having rest. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because a friend next door gave me a book because they know how I am and mm-hmm. how I just work nonstop. Right. And they um, gave me a book and it was, Oh, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it basically is a book that 
is, is about learning how to rest. I wish I could remember it. If I remember it, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's, it's on my nightstand. Actually, I haven't finished, but mm-hmm. basically as I was starting to read that book, I read like the first chapter and he, he, put, he calls me out and he says, if you have been skimming over this first chapter, <laughs> you are the person that needs to read it. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm so guilty. Cause I was, I was You're like, okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do I need yeah. to know? And so, yeah, so it was just so funny. And that was something mm-hmm. that even, you know, I know we were talking about it. It's, it's one of the big tragedies of being an entrepreneur in that we work so hard and we give so much that we forget to have rest to mm-hmm. renew to be able to fill back up so we can continue to give at our best. If you're in a place of need, the hardest time to take a rest and feel like you deserve a rest is when you're not seeing results. And I mean, it takes another level of trust to say, it's okay for me to watch some movies and not do anything today. Yeah. Even though I didn't make money this week. I still deserve to not do anything because I worked all week. So Mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing, especially um, commissions, working on commissions or working on whatever you're working on. It's there's weeks where there's times when you don't have a profit or you don't make them, you don't reach your goal. So you don't reach your goal. You don't feel like you deserve a break. Yeah. Oh, so much. It's it's, I find it very hard to unplug because then I become like a workaholic. Well, now I need to try harder. I must not be doing enough. But it's actually the opposite. So when I woke up, I went, I need a day. It's time. I felt instantly better by allowing myself, giving myself the grace to have a day. And then guess what? I got two job, two cleaning jobs immediately as soon as I let it go. Because yeah. I was literally like, I'm surrendering. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm not thinking about anything today. I was yeah. kind of mad because I'm like, I'm not thinking about anything today. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. And then instant, I mean, it was eight 30 and I had a cleaning job approved and then I had another cleaning job. So it's like, okay, I made 200 bucks today. I didn't do any work. Those are seeds I've already planted. Yeah. Uh Those are video messages I've already sent. Uh Those are blog posts I've already made. You know what I mean? So that's, you have to remember that when you don't see results, the best thing you can do is take a break. Honestly, Throw up your hands and surrender. <laughs> Just yeah. give it up. And, and really, when I think about it in the obedience thing, a lot of times that obedience is just truly letting go, trusting, yeah. really just leaning on what God says, which is opposite of normally what we desire to do. Because right. so, we think we know. Yeah. We think we have all the answers. And we want to control everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what feels good when we're making ourselves our own God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, right. But that's not truly mm-hmm. what, what gives us the satisfaction that we're seeking. So, yeah, I, I mean, love that. I mean, I, I love when we get off on these like a little bit sidetracked, right. but such important things because it's just, it's so, it's so good. I love it. Well, it's all intertwined, you know, it's all intertwined to how well you perform. And how, and how much you're enjoying your life. I mean, this morning I was like, I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun. I got to do something different because why do you work for yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to enjoy every day, mm-hmm. every day. So, you know, you got to dial out a little bit, like you say, dial in, dial out. And yeah. take, a, take a look at the big picture and go, hmm, you do something different. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. And that happens to me all the time too. And Mm -hmm. it seems like during those times of kind of letting go and really just sitting back and reflecting on what I've been doing, what's working, what's not working. Those are the times that I feel like I can come back strong Mm -hmm. and I can really get a lot done because like last time we recorded, you were finishing up a book mm-hmm. and now I am finishing up a course and mm-hmm. I am at that place in my course where I literally have four lessons left. The end. Four lessons. <laughs> the end and, so far. And then now it's just like I've lost 100% motivation. <laughs> I have people going through this course. I've got to get this done. And, you know, and this is the time where I just have kind of had to give myself like today I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay. I definitely think that that is really a good response. So another mm-hmm. kind of example to that of just letting go is I had had a situation where I had a toilet clogged and I had to hire a plumber and I brought in a plumber. And by the end of this plumber being here for a simple unclogging of the toilet, it cost me $650. But mm-hmm. I did a better business bureau report on them uh-huh. and ended up getting $400 back. But basically in that moment that I was feeling so frustrated about money and I was almost <laughs> upset I had been tithing and I felt like, Lord, this is not fair. You're not, this blessing isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, you're not blessing me. And I recognized that in myself that I was just being a victim and I was like mm-hmm. feeling frustrated and angry and mad. And I hated that. And so my, what my response was is I just picked up my phone and I went to the app of transformation church. Cause it's one of the places that I tithed to. And I just tithed. I just gave money. I had mm-hmm. just, I just spent all this money that I really, mm-hmm. I had had, but it was for mm-hmm. something else. Right. And I just decided I'm just going to, I'm going to lean into this and I'm going to give when it feels like the most opposite thing to do, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And so I guess my point in that is because in the end I did end up getting some of that money back. And so I was blessed in the end. And we, sometimes we just have to trust that if we do the right thing, it's all going to come out. And in the end, you will be victorious. And And you were bold. Yeah. You boldly went forward and you, I mean, you know, we're always co-creating. So you went boldly, you gave boldly, but you also advocated for yourself boldly and said, this isn't okay. You know, you don't have to just lay down and take everything that everyone gives to you. Right. So because... He's taking advantage of people. And if you don't say something, somebody else is going to get taken advantage of. You know, I had to do that myself uh, not too long ago with a car repair. And it worked out in my favor because the manager called me and I let him know, you know, I was like, I just feel taken advantage of. And I, I was taken advantage of, you know, and he explained it all to me. And then he applied a very generous coupon to my bill. Nice. You know, and um, so but that none of that would have happened if I hadn't called him. Yeah. So you have to take those actions and you have to have that confidence. And that's what being bold is. It's confidence, but it's also confidence when you don't feel like you can. A lot of this, you know, where you and I are at is life experience, but I've learned that there's a lot of things that I don't feel like I can do. And I have to lean in, like you said, and have God confidence. It's not my confidence. I don't know what I'm doing sometimes but you have to trust that you're going to be okay. You're going yeah. to figure it out. And, and I think that that was one of the other notes that I had on here is just like believing in yourself. But I right. think there's a fine line between believing in yourself and being confident in yourself and what you're capable of and, and really doing what 
you need to do and doing the work and believing in yourself to show up day after day, even when you don't feel supported or it doesn't seem like it's working. But I think that there's that fine line of sometimes we believe in ourselves or have too much confidence in ourselves and we're not surrendering. We're not allowing God mm -hmm. to do his part. And it's all works of the flesh. Too right. much. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a huge lesson for sure is like, mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to do the opposite of what you think that you need to do. And sometimes you have to keep going, to, you know, doing what you don't want to do. And mm -hmm. so it really takes a lot of wisdom in discerning what you're mm -hmm. supposed to be doing on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. Mm -hmm. I, I think, think when you, when you get stuck like that, or you get in a place, like you said, you know, you're trying to finish your course. And I think just being quiet and just unplugging from everything for a little while, that always helps me because I'm not able to discern. Again, everything's just, just, it's too much, too much information. And you have to realize too, you know, I almost posted this on Facebook because I was, I was half mad, you know, I'm like, you know, this is why we as women, which, you know, our followers are women like us, our age group. You want to know why we're overwhelmed? Because I've been cooking three meals a day for this entire time, grocery shopping, providing, encouraging, parenting, you know, counseling my children, helping them, taking care of animals, taking care of two cars. It's like, it's no wonder, you know, like this is why we get maxed out. And so when I say I need to unplug, it's like, I have to remind myself that I have more than just a job. Most of us do. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm doing more. I know there's people out there that are doing way more than what I'm doing. They're homeschooling. Some people have children with special needs and health issues. And I mean, we just all have a lot going on. So I think as women, we need to give ourselves credit and take a step back and say, you know, I'm doing a good job and I deserve to sit down and have this cup of tea or not do anything this afternoon or whatever it is you do, because you're doing a great job. Yeah. And it's a nonstop. When you're a mom, there are no days off. There's never a day off. And my kids are adults, but I'm still, you know, I have one at home and I'm still helping him, helping him with his, all the stuff he needs to take action on teaching him how to take action, teaching him how to be bold, which is not his personality, yeah. you know? And so we just, you know, t taking, giving ourselves some credit sometimes it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. I love that. So I feel like that's a really good way to end this of the bold step of acknowledging yourself and giving yourself credit for what you are doing because right. we are doing so much. And that has been a huge problem that I've had where at the end of the day, I'll almost be in tears of like, I don't feel like I accomplished mm -hmm. enough. And if I were really to add up all the things that I did do and really focusing on what you have done and not what you didn't do, right. because that, you know, you, that's where gratitude comes in. Right. Girl, and, almost in tears. I was in tears <laughs> a couple nights in a row. Like I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I just don't feel like I'm doing enough. And uh, when is this going to change? You know? And it's just, yeah. you know, most of the time I'm just tired. I'm overwhelmed because I'm tired, but it's oh, like, yeah. it piles up on you sometimes, you yeah, know, it piles cool. up. So yeah. I know. And, and, I and normally that comes at the end of too much work and not enough rest. Mm -hmm. And so let's not enough play. That's yeah. the only way we can balance is mm -hmm. balancing work and play and right. being allowing ourselves to just be sometimes instead of feeling like we right. have to do, do, do all the like time. Like you're not your accomplishments, you I know, know. Yeah. you're not just your job or you're not just your business. And then, you know, when you're being bold, I think at the end of the day, like you said, not feeling accomplished at the end of the day, when you're bold, you feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. 
Because when you do that scary thing, when you go to bed at night and you're pulling back the covers, you're like, wow, I did that today. I feel good about myself. When you stay in that safety zone, you don't feel as. You still feel stuck. You feel stuck in. You don't feel like you really deserve a whole lot of credit. But when you take those big Mm -hmm. steps, that's like I told you, I was in the shower and I was like, Corey, what, what more do you expect out of yourself? Honestly, you know, and you have to remember that you you're taking those big things. You're doing those big, brave things. So I think going, going back to the whole topic of being bold, it's like be bold because you want to enjoy your time off. You want to enjoy your rest because you did do a lot. Yeah, you did do a lot. If you think about it, because you know, when I look at other people that maybe I admire that have more than me and I think about what they've already done and accomplished, it's like, I just have to do what I need to do instead of putting it off and avoiding it and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, withdrawing when it gets hard. And if I Mm -hmm. would just keep, you know, pressing on Mm -hmm. and and doing what I know it's going to take, because we know what it's going to take many times. Mm -hmm. And we know, we know because it's the thing we're not doing. And Mm -hmm. so I love that (laughs) would do the thing that it's going to take, then we can have the result that we desire and we mm-hmm. are our own worst enemy and we're holding ourselves. Do the thing back. you don't want to do, do that thing. And don't worry about all the other crap. I mean, there's always this long list of things. Do the thing you don't want to do that you're scared to do and then do the other stuff because yeah. that's the piece that's going to be the transition. And that's also the piece that's going to, you're going to be most proud of right there. Brian Tracy built his whole career on that advice of mm-hmm. the frog. He mm-hmm. that frog because that would be the worst thing that you do in the day. worst first. That's what my, one of my mentors used to say. Worst first, and I still remember that. So when there's something on my list that I'm like this big scary adult task that I don't want to do, it's like let me just go ahead and do this. Yeah. And then it's like the rest of your day is just like poof. Look what I did. I did that. You know. So yeah. it really does open up the universe for you after that. That's the thing, the kind of mantra that I've been telling myself lately is mm-hmm. you can do hard things. Yes. You can do hard you things. You can. History proves it. Yeah. You know, I tell myself that like history proves my own personal history shows that I can do that. Yeah. So you don't need to. And if you've never done anything hard, you can. You're most definitely capable of it. Yeah. So. And here's one, two little tips that I have for if you're in kind of a funk, well, three. First of all, if you're in a funk, sleep and rest. The, the second thing is um, this breathing exercise that you can mm-hmm. trick your mind into thinking you're relaxed, even if you've been really stressed by just breathing. And it's, it's a mm-hmm. breathing in for five seconds, holding it for five seconds and breathing out for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And you do this for two minutes. Mm-hmm. over and over that mm-hmm. little process. And that will trick your nervous system into thinking you're relaxed. So you're going to feel mm-hmm. immediately better. And then the, the last mm-hmm. thing is really focusing on what's going right. What is going right and asking yourself and writing it down or telling another person all the things that are going right right now. What, is, what has been good? What is going right? Because if we can get ourselves shifted from that negative binding um limiting mindset into a positive, hopeful mindset, then it's going to be so much easier for us to go and and do something. And so I love that. Those are three things that I think that we can definitely do when Mm -hmm. we need to be empowered to be able to get into a state to take a bold step. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that because I, I, I've kind of adopted that 
practice. I don't have that same name for it, but kind of what have I done? You know, what went well today? Because it's hard to unplug from work sometimes. And I look, I'm like, I don't know. Did I do anything? Did I, have I done anything? You know, cause sometimes you're just all, all over the place. And um, if, you know, I'll write it down, you know, what have I done? And, Oh, that was good. And Ooh, how many seeds did I plant? I did that. Oh. And then I, I, you know, I reached out to that person and, and they didn't, even if they didn't respond, that's still an action that I took, you know? So I just like to measure my day and actions and things that got resolved. Sometimes things get resolved that, um, you know, you just get blessed with something that you didn't take any action on. And that's definitely worth recording because it reminds you like good stuff happens all the time. Yeah. But not if you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. I love that. So it's almost like you have your to-do list. <laughs> And you, you conquer the, the thing you don't want to do the first, but then at the end of the day, you can have your done list and you right, can really right. celebrate a, di- a done day, like a day well lived. Yes. And I think that's right. important to all of us because at the end of the day, I, at, there's another quote that I can end with from that book that I was telling you about. This was from John Ortberg. He's an author. And it says, for many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith. It is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living them. And that struck me. I've read it to Mm. so many people because it struck me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm skimming my life again. (laughs) Dang it. I don't want to do that. I've seen that behavior and I don't ever want to be that. It's always, it strikes me when, for instance, someone is so busy they're so busy. They have so much going on in their life and they have so many responsibilities that when I'm talking to them, they're not even there. And I think it's just very sad mm-hmm. because it's like your life is just going by in a blur, you know? And that's one thing I'm proud of. Think about my, or my business success. And I think, or at this point I could have reached more goals and been more successful by American standards or by real estate standards or whatever you want to call it. But I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed my life. It was more important to me to not have so much work that I missed my kids and I didn't know what was going on. And I, I couldn't go out to lunch with you and actually pay attention to you. Right. You know what I mean, it's always been more important to me to have a life. I have always valued that more than anything else. And I mean, that's why I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to miss out on my life. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so true because that's what really, really matters. And so that is a big, bold decision of not choosing fame and fortune Mm -hmm. over the things in life that really matter that we take with us and the Mm -hmm. legacy that we leave behind. And so I think that's a great place for us to leave it is like no skimmers, no (laughs) No skimmers. Let's be bold. Let's do the hard things because we can do the hard things and then we will reap the benefits Yeah. And do less. You know, you can do less if you're doing the hard things. That's so true. Then you don't have to skim so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because all the other stuff is just busy work, right? But it gets more comfortable. You know, you're like, I can do this while I watch a movie. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. We all do that, don't we? Yes. Well, as always, Corey, thank you. Um, Thank you. It's always so good. And she has so many great things to say. I love teaming up with her. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Rebecca. It's always good. Until then, shine bright and make a difference. Bye. Bye.